they want to have something to come after. So seeing him, you know, on a video out in quote public doing exactly what they say is shameful. Oh my God, what if kids see? Like it ruins all of the contacts. Nobody's paying attention that it's in a club late at night. There's not kids around, but that's what the, that's what their agenda is. I think it's gross that it was shared. I think it was gross that it was taken. And I stand by that. This is not just another housewife podcast. Celebrity gossip. Consuming my brain. You cannot tell me that for the last two years, all of these dates have not been blocked off with NFL stadiums. It is all happening. I'm Brett. This is the Oops I Gossiped Again podcast. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. We had a week off last week because I was out of town, which we will get into. I'll talk about what we did, where we were at. But today is an extra special episode because it is actually my birthday. So happy, happy birthday to me. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast, for sharing with your friends, for enjoying the podcast. I was sort of reflecting the other day on what a journey has this has been for the last year. You know, I created Oops, I Gossiped Again sometime around April of 2022, and it was more or less because I was enjoying and fully enthralled every single day for weeks the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial. I was sharing things on my personal IG and, you know, I just thought there is a good space for this. There is a space where the people that don't care about it don't need to watch, but I could create a space to talk about these things and share and really kind of give my opinion and my thoughts. And that is where Oops, I Gossiped Again was created. And it's now been about a year, a little over a year since we started And so much has grown out of this. You know, the TikTok continues to grow. The podcast is now here. And we've really, I think, created this community. I have to laugh when my videos kind of go out to people that aren't really aware of who I am, have never seen any of my videos. And they're like, why do you care? That's my favorite comment ever. And we're going to talk about some of the chaos that's been going on on TikTok this week. But I've seen that comment a lot this week. Why do you even care? Who cares? And it's like, read the room. I wanted a space that I could talk about things that I loved, bravo, entertainment news, pop culture, and really be able to give my thoughts and opinion. I didn't want to just report it out all the time. That's why we're here. And the fact that we have now kind of grown and we have this podcast and I can do it in longer form and you guys are listening and you're sharing, I'm just, I'm overwhelmed sometimes, but I'm so grateful. So the best thing that you can do for me is on my birthday, share the podcast, leave a rate and review. If you enjoy the podcast, let a friend know about it. If there is even, you know, one person in your life that enjoys Bravo, enjoys entertainment news, enjoys gossiping about the, all these things, send them the podcast. That's what you can do for me to wish me a happy birthday. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. But we have so much to talk about. Like I said, last week, I did not do an episode because I was out of town. My 14-year-old daughter and I actually attended Taylor Swift night one in Minneapolis. My only explanation and description of this show is incredible. Someone asked me last night, 
who I thought was better, Lady Gaga or Taylor Swift. And now I've seen Lady Gaga in concert three times. She's absolutely phenomenal. Her shows just always blew my mind. But this era's tour show, if you're not a T-Swift fan, I get it. Like you don't understand the hype. What she has created with this show is unmatched. We also went to see her in 2018 on the Reputation Tour. That was incredible. That was my first live show of Taylor Swift. I thought, you know, the show, the lights, the graphics, the, the everything was really, really great. But she hasn't had a tour since the Reputation Tour. And in that time, she's put out Lover, Folklore, Evermore, Midnight's, I think that's it, right? <laughs> I feel like there's always so many. Uh, you know, Red, Taylor's version, Fearless, Taylor's version, and now Speak Now, Taylor's version is coming. But though, you know, we had four new albums come since Reputation. I guess I forgot when I, we had so many lover songs. I, I somewhat forgot that she never had a chance to do a tour since that album came out. You know, we had COVID and then Folklore and Evermore came out and then Midnight's and now we're finally doing this tour again. So not only are we getting the sh- the albums that were missed during COVID and shutdowns and all of those things, but we're also getting the eras. Every single album, you get a little tiny piece of every single part. And for me, it just kind of embodies that... I'm taking my power back. I'm taking my albums back. This is this is for me. Now, I wish that she had put out all of the Taylor's versions prior to doing this tour because I know that there are so many, I mean, myself included, we're all streaming the things that are coming up on the Eras tour. We're streaming the albums that Scooter still owns. So he's still getting money in his pocket throughout all this. But what she has created with this show is absolutely unbelievable. And I learned a few things at this tour. Number one, um, my daughter is 14. She is incredibly tone deaf, (laughs) but I truly loved every single minute of it. She was like level 10 from the beginning to end. I have some videos of her just screaming. I actually felt terrible for these two girls and their dad sitting in front of us because (laughs) she was just like, it's very tone deaf and screaming at level 10 the entire show. Another thing I learned, I don't think that I'm afraid of crowds. I don't think I'm afraid of being in large crowds, being in large settings like that because I had zero anxiety. I had zero stress, you know, even going into the tour or into the stadium, even leaving the stadium where everything is kind of chaotic, there was no fear. And what I realized is I just was with 70,000 people that are the girlies, the gays, the theys, the dads and the husbands and the boyfriends and the supportive people that are enjoying everything as like a community. It wasn't, it's not the crowds that I'm afraid of. It's the shitty humans in this world. It's the creepy fucking men in this world. There was none of that. There was no anxiety. There was no stress. It was a very large amount of people, a lot of lines, a lot of waiting. And we loved every moment of it. From the moment that we stepped into that merch truck line on Thursday night before the show to leaving the stadium the night before or the night after, every single minute, there was no anxiety. There was no stress. It was just fun and uplifting. And I think that leads me to the other thing that I learned is she's not just creating music. She's creating a community. And I know a lot of people will joke and say, oh, it's like a cult. I'll take it. It's fine. Like, I get it. 
I do. I understand it. But if that's a cult, that's the kind of cult that I want to be a part of. That is the cult that I want to be involved in because they were my, I watched my daughter and her friends walk up to complete strangers at any given moment, share friendship bracelets, tell them how much they love their outfits, talk to them about what their favorite albums are, what they are so excited to hear. Now, my my daughter and her friend that we went with specifically, who was like kind of my second daughter, they're both very shy, like extroverted, extroverted in a way, but internally really just kind of like socially awkward. I thought, okay, well, what we're going to have to do is hold these two by their hands and do the talking for them. And we kind of encouraged them the first couple of times, but then after that, it was just magical. It was so amazing to see there was no arguing, even people waiting in line. There was no, you know, people pushing and shoving or getting angry. It is, it's this energy that is created and it's like a community. They're all there for the same thing. They're all supporting each other. They're all having fun. It was really, truly magical to see. I only have two regrets. Number one, uh, not really a regret, but <laughs> the surprise song, I was 1000% sure I manifested and manifested that we were going to have Exile with Justin Vernon from Bon Iver there for our surprise song because he lives in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, which is only about an hour away from Minneapolis. That did not happen on night one or two, but I waited with bated breath on TikTok live on Saturday, waiting and waiting, just hoping that they did not get exile. And when we didn't, um, then unfortunately they get dear John. And it was like, Oh, there's, there's the, there's the dagger, but we did have paper rings and it didn't really hit me until a couple days later. And I looked at my daughter and went, Holy shit, she had never done that song live. And it's just that that's the thing. Like so many firsts are happening at this tour and so many memories and things that are going to last a lifetime for so many people. We did, like I said, had paper rings and if this was a movie. And in my opinion, that really felt, you know, we know that Lover was like an album that was created around the beginning of her relationship with Joe Alwyn. I still have this weird sinking feeling that Midnight's is that breakup album that we really didn't notice until they were officially like out in the open done. I think it really was a breakup album. But then, you know, she does Paper Rings and then her next surprise song is If, if This Were a Movie. And it's like, oh God, she took us from allowing me to feel like She's going through it. Like, this is hurting. This is painful. Obviously, again, we clown. It's a cult, whatever you want to call it. It was unbelievable. And my only other regret is that we did not work harder to stay Saturday night and also go to night two. It all really felt like a blur. <laughs> I sometimes I'm like, was this a fever dream? Because I don't even remember that happening. I wish that we would have done it a second night. Uh, you know, this is just kind of my PSA. If there is something, a vacation or a concert, something that is creating an experience, something that might be a little bit more expensive than what you would normally pay. And just so everyone is kind of clear because we actually got our tickets face value the day of the Ticketmaster debacle. Like that, we were online for eight hours. We were in the nosebleeds. We only paid like $250 for two tickets. They weren't expensive for us. When we were trying to get tickets again was when they were, you know, obviously outrageously expensive. And also don't ever, if you are going to the Eras tour, do not ever think that there is a bad seat there just because you're not on the floor. In my opinion, I am five foot one. I, when I go to any concert, I never buy floor seats. I don't see over anybody. I am a little girl. 
I don't see over anybody. I can't, there's so much, especially at the Eras Tour, to see from the seats and especially the nosebleeds because you get everything. You see all the lights, you see all the stage. It's so incredible. And getting so far off track, I just want to remind you that just because you weren't on the floor for something or you don't have the best seat for something does not mean that you're any less than someone else, right? Because there's a different perspective for everyone. But anyway, back to my point, if there is something that you're paying money for that you have to save up for that, you know, really just financially isn't probably great for you, but it's creating an experience and it's creating memories. I am a firm believer in buy the ticket, buy the ticket, do the thing, because those are times that you don't get back. Money does not, you know, money will continue. Money will, money will come back to you in some way, shape or form. It always does. You can't take that with you. What you take with you is experience and memories. So just do it. If you have the opportunity, go, go and see this show before it is over because it is incredible. The only thing I will say is that the anticipation to depression is real. Like we waited nine months for this and we've been waiting and amping ourselves up and just feeling so anxious. I woke up Saturday morning and my whole body ached. I was just really sad. I'm like, oh my God, why aren't we staying here tonight? Why aren't we doing this again? And, and that would have happened whether we went Saturday night or not. It's just a reminder, like live in the moment. Okay. Now I'm going to get off my, you know, coach brain for a minute and let's get back to the other things going on in the world. I also just want to apologize really quickly. If I sound nasally or stuffy, I, the air quality here in the Midwest right now is extremely bad. We're in like the very unhealthy or unsafe or what, you know, like high 200s of air quality right now. And it's not great. Not great. So it's definitely been, and I'm of course the one that's making fun of like people that are like, keep your windows closed, do all these things. And I'm like, I'm living on the edge. I, it's a cool day. I want air. I want, well, the air is not good. (laughs) So I should have kept the damn windows closed. So I'm a little stuffy. I'm not really feeling up to par, but I'm going to roll with it. Okay. So that was last week. Everything else kind of, I don't feel like anything else really happened. You know, that was my whole week. I had a one track brain. I really wasn't even posting that much. But this week has been like a roller coaster. My block button on TikTok has been working overtime. So it all began, I think it was Sunday of this week. It was either Sunday or Monday. I'm pretty sure it was Sunday night though. And I woke up on Monday morning like, holy shit. On Saturday, I believe it was Saturday, there was a video that was taken of Andy Cohen at a bar or a club during a pride event in New York city. Now this video was taken like covertly underneath a table. He had some, um, a man sitting on his lap and he was like tweaking his nipple. Okay. And they're laughing. It's 100% looks consensual. There is no, like nothing is giving off red flags that there's anything wrong with the situation. So this person covertly records this underneath the table, then sends it to Bravo blogs. And it was another Instagrammer that was like, oh my God, you would not believe the video. I just got in my DMs. Should I post it? Ha ha ha. Then of course, shortly thereafter, they post it. Then some of the other bigger Bravo blogs start resharing the video over and over and over again. I did a video and I said, listen, there's, you know, a video of Andy going around enjoying himself. I think it's absolutely fucking disgusting that number one, this was recorded. And number two, that everyone's sharing this with the intent to get entertainment from it, with the intent to get, in my opinion, clout for it. 
But also, like, why are you taking that? The person that took that video really in that moment thinks like, oh my God, we got him. And in my opinion, it is meant to judge shame and embarrass him. Now, it is Friday and Andy still has not made a statement about it as he should. He had commented a couple times on Twitter saying thank you, you know, to people that are like, leave the guy fucking alone. This is gross. We support you. And exactly, that's all he needs to do. He doesn't even need to address it. But the internet was like, hold up, you're a piece of shit for even talking about it. And I'm like, you guys are missing the whole point here. The whole point. And it just stuns me that so many people are like, well, if he's going to do that in public, he deserves this. He deserves this. Obviously, there's no privacy in public. It's not a right to privacy. It's common decency. And I get it. You know, we can go back and forth while paparazzi takes pictures and you're a gossip site and you do this. All These are the things you talk about. Yeah, there's a difference of seeing someone spotted holding hands walking out of a coffee shop. There's a difference of someone waving a cab, maybe walking out of someone's house the next morning. Those are different situations. This was a place where he was letting himself be himself. And he is a gay man at a pride event, which that I, someone was like, well, what does it matter if he's gay? I think that has a lot to do with it because there's so much judgment and shame around it. And it's like adding fuel to the fire of these hate groups that just want to tear down the pride community. It was gross in my opinion. Number one, gross to record the video. And number two, gross to every single one of those Bravo blogs that reshared it. I did not put a video out to say that to make give myself clout or get views. It wasn't to bring attention to it. And that was my other thing when people are like, well, huh, you're still talking about it. I wouldn't even have known it would have existed until I'm sorry that I got on your FYP. Like, I am sorry that we do not run in the same circles. I apologize to you for that, but that is not my problem. Take that up with TikTok. I was trying to voice my opinion that it was wrong to take the video and wrong to be sharing the video because it just adds fuel to the fire to all of these hateful groups of people. They want to have something to come after. So seeing him, you know, on a video out in quote public doing exactly what they say is shameful. Oh my God, what if kids see? Like it ruins all of the contacts. Nobody is paying attention that it's in a club late at night. There's not kids around, but that's what the, that's what their agenda is. I think it's gross that it was shared. I think it was gross that it was taken. And I stand by that. I don't have any qualms about speaking out about it. And I have no qualms about doing the video and speaking my opinion on it in that space. But that was day number one. <laughs> that was day number one of the week. And I got to the point where I had to go and start just blocking people and blocking people and blocking people. It was so tired. So now I want to talk about some TikTok drama that's happening and this has kind of become a really hot topic on the on TikTok. And it's not Bravo related, but it's very much influencer related. And this is the current drama between Sophia Culpo, Alex Earl, and Braxton Berrios. Now, if you don't know who Alex Earl is, she has basically created this person, this, this individual of herself and become really famous on TikTok. I think she has like two or three million followers. And she just graduated Miami. Like she does a lot of these get ready with me videos. All really just, you know, normal sharing her life. She's 
22 or 23 years old, really just kind of in that finding herself stage graduating college, in my opinion. Now, Sophia Culpo is one of the Culpo sisters, and they have had a reality television show. Uh, Her sister was Miss Universe. They've been kind of like in the American beauty pageants for a while. She and Braxton had dated for two years. Now, back during Super Bowl weekend, there was a tip given to Dumois and shared that Braxton was seen making out with a certain TikTok influencer and it looked very cozy and she's not the girlfriend and it didn't look like they had been, this was their first time together. So it just, it was kind of like raising some eyebrows and even the post said, I thought he had a girlfriend, but maybe not. This is where Sophia comes into play because Sophia then reiterates to, I believe it was E! News during Coachella week that she found out about her boyfriend and this alleged girl girl because her sister was at this same event it was a Drake concert during Super Bowl weekend her sister saw them and sent a picture and told her which ultimately leads to the demise of their relationship now on Instagram Sophia has been really open answering questions Like, yeah, it was, you know, there was betrayal and it's been really difficult and I'm really trying to work through everything. Now it's coming out that it seems as though Alex Earl and Braxton are together. She talks a lot about these dates and she has for the last few months, but she never really shows him, doesn't say his name. And now they went on this weekend to the Hamptons and it's finally coming out that it is him. So of course, As any girl, if you are betrayed, in my opinion, sometimes you're going to make decisions that come from a place of anger and betrayal. And Sophia did a video that was discussing me when the new supply runs out and kind of putting a dig at Braxton's narcissistic tendencies as well as have fun with your new girl, you know, when that comes out that she's no longer providing you and fulfilling you of what you need, we'll have a different conversation. Now, of course, at this time, Sophia only had like 15 or 16,000 followers on TikTok, which was interesting because she had hundreds of thousands on Instagram, but not really on TikTok. Immediately when she posts this video, you know, Alex's followers start attacking her like hounds. And it was very much giving like Haley versus Selena vibes. It was incredible to watch how quickly this community of people went for her and calling her bitter and telling her she needs to shut the fuck up and she needs to get over it and move on. Now, girly is in pain, I'm sure. And now, not only has she been allegedly cheated on, but we find out that, okay, whomever this person is, because number one, it's really important to mention that she did not mention Alex or Braxton in any of these videos. But that whole community really comes on the attack to Sophia. So much though that she has to then take down the videos. I did a video that said, you know, it's really funny to watch you guys, everybody coming for Sophia. And if it turns out that she was right, you guys are going to be changing your tune a little bit, which I 1000% stand by. I really do think that if this garbage human of a man, well, it's like use, use the word man loosely. If things go south for him and Alex, then all of a sudden you're, we're going to see her and Sophia like hanging out and getting drinks together type of thing. You know, that's what I meant by it. And of course, then people are not happy with me. Well, now it's kind of become this whole big new animal because there's been so much speculation on the entire thing as a whole. 
I was simply saying it's ironic. It's really, really ironic. But the way that those people came for me as well, it's it's interesting. It's like this weird parasocial relationship where people think that they are so in love with someone that they are never going to meet on the internet. Like it's okay to have an opinion and it's okay to, you know, maybe, okay, choose a side, but you are going to physically and like mentally come for people because they have a different opinion than you about someone that you are literally never going to meet in your life is wild to me. There's these parasocial relationships that we create online. Now, what Sophia said in the first place was not even a derogatory thing. Number one, she didn't name Alex. And number two, she wasn't being rude. Her whole point is identifying that he is a narcissist, which I get can be a buzzword, but it's not just being an asshole. Like it's a, it's a real thing. And if she lived it and that's her experience, you can't knock it. But saying new supply is not a derogatory term. It's not meant to hurt her or, you know, offend her or say something in that manner. It's not derogatory. It is an actual term that relates to once they, like they need to have someone supplying them, right? They need to have someone that's going to give them what they're looking for. And we can kind of compare this to like Tom Sandoval and Raquel. Tom was probably in that place because he is an absolute narcissist. He was in that place where he and Ariana were comfortable. And we've talked about it before in the podcast, how he would have roller coaster situations of I'm going to get really angry. And then if you're going to give me the reaction I want, then I'm going, I'm satisfied. But if you're not, I'm not, I'm going to keep going and it's going to be, I love you, but then I'm going to get really angry, but I love you and I'm going to get really angry. And for him, Ariana really wasn't giving that to him. She wasn't giving him a reaction anymore. And guess what he did? He went to Raquel, his new supply, someone that is feeding that ego, that narcissistic tendency. That is a new supply. So when Sophia says me, when the new supply runs out, that's what she's saying. Like, this is not a dig at Alex. This is not being a bitch to Alex or have any reason for her followers to comfort her in that way. This is a dig to him. Then what makes it even better, he goes to Instagram and does this statement saying, I don't know, I wasn't gonna say anything. There's a lot of things going around. Well, actually we were broken up in January, so blah, 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 blah. And someone was like, well, that didn't, your video didn't age well. I'm like, no, that's exactly what a narcissist does. They are going to spin the story. He had that charm on. He had a smile through the whole thing, right? Like that's what they do. This is not out of character. This is actually completely in character. I get it. I don't believe it, but okay. And then Sophia comes with receipts. She went to her TikTok story, posted not only a photo of him with her dog on February 13th, but also text messages and really like, hey, I'm not bitter, but I'm going to set the story straight here because I'm not going to look like an asshole. Then a follower sent me a video that Alex had done actually getting ready for the event that in question, the Drake concert. And she, in that video says, I'm in the mood to stir up some drama. I'm in the mood for controversy. I'm going to stir the pot this weekend. Like, hello, you were then spotted, allegedly, making out with her boyfriend a couple hours later. And the thing about all of this is that there is a photo, allegedly, that her sister sent to Sophia. And someone said, well, why doesn't she just post this supposed picture then? And it's like, because she still hasn't even said her name. She did, however, go into some comments on a video <laughs> of one of Alex's that were quickly deleted. And I was like, ooh, Okay, that was that was a reaction. That was a reaction response. But she still has not openly said, Alex, 
is the one that Braxton cheated on me with. We are now pitting two women together who let's also like consider the fact they're young. Today I am 38 years old. I get it. I'm getting myself up in this drama because I'm I'm purely, you know, like fascinated by it. But these are young people. He's 27, Sophia is 26, Alex is 22 or 23. They're all messy. This is learning relationships. I already had a baby at that point. Like my life was very much different. Maybe that's why I'm so fascinated by it. But they're young and they're going to make mistakes. And these are the things that happen. But also, I why are we pitting the two women against each other so heavily? And when I say pitting them against each other, I'm putting those videos out to show people what you're doing, the way that you're attacking her is coming from a misguided place. It's because you are thinking that she is this queen and everything needs to be done properly and she can do no wrong. Like it's that weird parasocial relationship. I'm putting those videos out to kind of be like, look at this, look at, you know, here's a different perspective, offer a different point of view. But it's messy. It's messy. And the one person that I feel like we could all be agreeing upon is that he's a shitty human. (laughs) He's not great. Even, you know, he and Sophia, even if the relationship had dwindled out, he hadn't cheated. If he is now officially with Alex, in my opinion, it looks very much for face value. She has, she's the it girl right now. She's like the Paris Hilton. If that, if TikTok would have been a thing when, you know, Paris Hilton back in the early 2000s, like that's her. Every, you say her name, everyone's going to know who you're talking about. She's at all the events. She's doing all of the things. And do you not think that he is attaching himself to that? He is attaching himself to her. He is the problem here. He's the problem. But watching this all kind of happen on TikTok is fascinating. It's strange. It can be really irritating because once someone's in that headspace of, I'm not going to hear another perspective, that's the end. And I'm not in the business of trying to change someone's opinion. I'm in the business of telling you what my opinion is and offering you a different perspective. If you don't take it, I can't control that. But I can't wait to see how this plays out. If you've been following me on TikTok for long enough, you know that I like to recap my favorite Bravo television shows or any other reality shows that are happening in the morning while I drink my coffee. And something you may not know about me is that I put a lot of effort into which mugs I use while I spill the tea for you. I feel like it just sets the tone for my day. And one of my favorite places to order mugs from is Babeco. Babeco creates products that empower people to give the finger to societal norms, to be unapologetically themselves, to use their own voice, and maybe even swear a little. Far too often, society tells us who to be, how to look, how to act, what job to have, etc. And they want you to run that over with a car. Be yourself unapologetically and live life on your own terms. Badass, bold, and empowered. At Babe Co., can you not only find mugs that will say exactly what you may be thinking to the person sitting across from you that needs to take a breather, but they also have shirts, jewelry, home decor, all of the things to fully express yourself. And if you've ever seen any of my mugs while I'm spilling the tea on TikTok, you may be wondering, where can I get that? So now I have teamed up with Babe Co. so that we can get you 15% off of anything in their store. 
You will find some of my favorite mugs under the drink section, but also don't hesitate to look at the home decor and jewelry and clothing line. All of the mugs are 16 ounce mugs. So if you like a big pour of coffee each morning, these are for you. And there's also some glasses. I've even snuck in some of the drinkware that I've gotten from Babeco to my grandmother and she's never even noticed. And yet it makes perfect opportunity for us to all giggle. You can click the link below in the show notes or go to wearebabeco.com and use Oops I Gossiped Again and get 15% off. And don't forget to tag me in your Instagram stories when you're pouring your coffee into your favorite mug and ready to listen to the tea. Go to wearebabeco and get 15% off with the code Oops I Gossiped Again. Enough TikTok drama. Let's get into Real Housewives of Orange County. And I'm going to tell you right now, the Bravo world has been real, real boring since Vanderpump and New Jersey ended. I'm not going to lie. We had the, you know, little bit of a scandal with Andy, but that was moved on fairly quickly as well. But we have Real Housewives of Orange County and a couple things. Number one, I don't see the feedback of Tamara's return being all that great. She came off in the first few episodes really just screaming and yelling and doing all the things, being the center of attention in a way that she thinks she has to be. Like, I feel like Tamara could be such an asset if she didn't feel that she needed to put on that show. Before recording this, I watched this week's episode and it was nice to kind of see that she was not in the fray of everything. I think it's really wild that all of a sudden, just because Tamara apologizes, like she and Shannon are fine. Shannon even went so far to say, it feels like the last two and a half years never even happened. That's Looney Tunes to me. But she didn't really have herself too wrapped up in everyone's bullshit, except for this issue between Heather and Taylor. Now, Taylor has been offered a movie role. And in a previous episode, she had asked Heather to give her some pointers and to help her along with some acting classes and whatever. Now, allegedly, Taylor goes and says, well, one of our actresses of this movie dropped out and the producer wants me to ask you if it's if you'd like the role to Heather. And Heather's just kind of like brushing it off like, okay, haha, you know, no, I'm not going to take the script. I'm just going to. And then, of course, we have Taylor and Tamra who start digging into the IMDb. And later, Tamra's like, well, let me just call you out for this, Taylor. Like, nobody, has nobody learned yet? Don't trust Tamra? Because the girl is out for herself only, always. But Taylor's all, has her panties all in a bunch about it. She's all upset. They're like, awkwardly reading through Heather's IMDb. Now, maybe she hasn't done anything in a while, but she has a pretty extensive career over time. She really has. And she's a legitimate actress. She's not just someone that was like, oh yeah, you want this part. So on this dude ranch or whatever in Montana, which let me say there was a, they had a little sit down, like a dinner or something in this field. And my whole body was crawling because all I could think about were wood ticks. I live in the Midwest. I You will never find me just having some casual little dinner in this knee-high straw and weeds and grass. No, not a chance because my entire body is crawling thinking about wood ticks watching that scene. But Taylor brings up to Heather how she is really hurt by it and just felt like she really brushed it off. And Heather just comes up and is like, that's not how the industry works. Friend doesn't, who's in the movie, doesn't just call you and be like, hey, you want to be in this movie? No, there are steps to take. You have a producer contact you. You draw up a contract. You pro- The producers, the writers, the directors, they provide a script. They get in touch with your agent. They do all of these things. She just says, I thought it was a joke. I didn't really think it was serious. 
And it would seem like they're okay. And then all of a sudden, Taylor brings it up again because she Heather overhears her say, well, the producer actually asked her to you know, do a casting video. So now Heather's like really pissed because now Taylor is behind her back, basically demeaning her career. And I really felt for Heather in this episode. Number one, I felt for her in that episode because she and Terry are having the conversation about their kids being gone to college. And I think that really is kind of taking a toll on her and had a lot to do with the reason that they moved to LA. But we know Heather. We know this condescending, hoity-toity, pretentious tone that she sometimes has. But she is also a very direct communicator. She says exactly what she means and she doesn't sugarcoat it. She doesn't leave things open for interpretation. If she has something on her mind, just like she's trying to explain, this is the protocol. This is why I'm upset with you right now. This feels like this to me. She's very direct. And I think that we are so used to people just kind of floating around the point and because, you know, women especially, like we have to, we have to not be a bitch and we have to not be so direct and we have to kind of make someone else feel okay about what we're saying. That sometimes it becomes this, people lose it. People don't remember how to effectively communicate and get their point straight across. But Heather does it very well. But these, we always kind of take it as condescending, which I'm not saying she never is. She definitely has her moments. But I am not on Taylor's side here. I am 1000% with Heather. She knows how it works. She knows the basics. She knows behind the the business. She knows the protocol. She knows the steps that need to be taken because it is a business. It's not just oh, someone dropped out. Let me ask my best friend if she wants to join us for dinner. Like, no, this is a job. This is a business. It's not just something that is thrown together. The other thing that is really bothering me is Gina. Gina is clearly still harboring like a lot of feelings about being cheated on. And she's taking that in with Jen, which Jen has been extremely open. Yes, she was having an emotional affair. Yes, this I, I did all this 1000%. And I commend her for that. I did not love when we find out that her boyfriend or fiance or whomever he is, is like a serial cheater. And she knows that. And I'm like, Ooh, Ooh, girl. Ooh, let's, let's maybe not, maybe don't do that. You know, like maybe don't, but Gina needs to kind of take a step back from it and needs to allow herself because Jen didn't do anything to her, but she's taking Jen's actions in her own life and how they have contributed to her. And she's trying to put up a wall between them. I really hope during this trip that something doesn't explode between the two of them because I think they could actually have a really good friendship. I'm really liking Jen so far. Two things about Tamara off the show this week. Number one, Vicky, Tamara, and Shannon did a Trace Amigas live show in Irvine, California. I had secondhand embarrassment when I saw that they did, they dressed up in these little Mexican outfits and they redid the song Pour Some Sugar on Me. Secondhand embarrassment. Also, I don't want to see Vicky. <laughs> I don't want to see Vicky anymore. People are not happy that Tamara is back. We definitely don't need Vicky back in the fray. Number two, at this event... She still proceeds to talk about Teresa Judice. She has talked more about Teresa Judice on her podcast and in various places that at this point, I think she should just give Teresa a percentage because she has nothing else to talk about. So she talks about Teresa. This time they're talking about the wedding special and she makes a comment that her and Eddie's reunion or wedding special was three episodes and Teresa's was only one. I don't care. I didn't watch any of Tamara's and I also didn't watch Teresa's. Don't need it. Don't care. 
Then she goes on to say, and this is where I was like, okay, you, you are delusional. She goes on to say that if she switched any franchises, it would she would want to go to New Jersey because she has a bone to pick with Teresa. Tamara is the self-proclaimed bitch of the OC. She thinks that she runs that place. The idea that she thinks that she could even last one day with the New Jersey Housewives is pure comedy to me. Those women would eat her alive. Eat her alive. Dolores, could you imagine Dolores and her? Holy goodness. There is no, there is nothing, nothing in the Bravo sphere that I wouldn't, I would enjoy more than having Tamara thrown in with the New Jersey girls because she thinks she is one thing and those women would eat her alive, every single one of them. And in final news, Vanderpump Rules did resume filming for season 11 this Wednesday. I do not believe there has been no confirmation at this point that Rachel is involved. As of Monday, I think there she still didn't have a contract signed. In my opinion, I do not think that she should go back I think it would be in her best mental interest to not be on that show. But someone had said, well, I think it'd be really good TV if she was. And I have to just disagree with that because if she is there, that's going to be the entire topic. That's going to continue. Like Scandaval is just going to continue into the new season. Let us just have the cast that we had. She does not need to come. We can move on to different areas. I just want to see everyone thriving. And I just want to see everyone shit on Sandoval. That's it. I don't need Rachel in the mix. There was a Variety article that came out that Alex Baskin, remember he was the infamous executive producer that made everyone lose their minds about the shocking part of the reunion part three, that whole thing that, you know, kind of spiraled into absolute chaos. So Alex Baskin has actually pitched and they are working on a spinoff allegedly may include Jackson Brittany as long as Kristen Doty. And there were rumors that Stassi would be involved and she said absolutely not and good on her. I would prefer to see a spinoff of Stassi and Bo and their kids, like living a life. <laughs> I don't, I, I really would like to see Kristen Doty actually go back to Vanderpump Rules. I didn't think that there was ever a place in this world where she would because Lisa Vanderpump still hates her so much. I don't want Jackson Brittany. I'm, would I, will I say that I won't watch the spinoff? No, but I don't know. There are really no details on it. It hasn't been, they're kind of workshopping it right now. So we'll see, I guess, in the future what comes of that. But that is the only news that I have for you in Bravo Land this week. It's been kind of a quiet week. The Luann and Sonia Welcome to Crappy Lake will be returning. The new Roni Housewife will be returning. I believe it is July 16th. I am very much looking forward to this. I have heard there are some rumors that everything that Lizzie Savetsky had filmed has been scrapped. So I'm getting this from kind of what I'm hearing that the beginning may seem like it just jumps in the middle of something. Like they already know each other. They've already kind of been hanging out and there's a girl's trip right away, right in the beginning. And that is because for three weeks, Lizzie Savetsky had filmed with them and then had left the show. Remember, that was the whole... She tried to say that it was because the group was very anti-Semitic, but we find out that she and her husband were saying a lot of racist things on camera, and it was a whole thing. So I believe from what I've been hearing that everything that she filmed was scrapped, so they are going to kind of jump right into a girl's trip right off the bat. So if it seems weird when they kind of open, that's why. But I am so very much looking forward to this new reboot. I really, truly am. 
But that's all I have for you this week. Thank you so much for hanging with me on my birthday. Like I said, the best gift that you could give me today is to share this podcast. Go and leave me a rate and a review. I would highly and greatly, greatly appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, I hope you have a great day and enjoy your holiday weekend. Bye.